Energy is all around us. It's in everything. It's basically life itself. We know about light energy, heat energy, and of course there's sound energy and electrical energy. But what about the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual energy that's part of us as well? We're going to talk with an energy worker on this episode of Survivor Angels. Stay tuned. It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody. I'm very happy to welcome Michelle Kubat to this edition of Survivor Angels. Michelle is an energy worker. And she's going to explain to us what that is, some of the work that she does, and even bring in a bit of the angel piece that has sort of come onto the scene recently. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm super excited, too. So let's start this off by explaining to our listeners and our, and our viewers a, a little baseline when we talk about energies. What exactly are we talking about? So, so I'll tell you, I'll answer that. And then I'll tell you what it means to me, because yes, energy worker and light worker and all, I mean, you can kind of use those names interchangeably and they, they can, they all kind of mean the same thing, but you know, they can have little nuances. So, so energy, the, the easiest, simplest way to say is everything is energy. Everything is energy. Even the laptop, you know, your, your camera, the air around us. I mean, literally everything is energy. Everything, um, if it's inanimate or if it's living, it's all energy. And so what I've been doing the last several years is, first of all, being aware of that, being more conscious of that, that literally everything is energy. The What we put out, our emotions, our physical bodies, everything is energy. So just being more aware of that. And then uh, personally, what I've been doing is, you know, what does that mean for me and how can I work with these energies? And so I, I really started working with spiritual beings with um, you know, the humans that are no longer with us, the, the, the spirits that are around us. Um, I started doing uh, mediumship about seven years ago after I went to Egypt and came home and be uh, was all of a sudden able to see spirit and communicate with spirit. So that was sort of my first um, exploration into energy and what, you know, what that means, the energy of our soul, of our spirits, um, and working with that. And then in more recent years, I've been doing, um, I'm really drawn to sound, sound healing, sound vibrations. So I've done a number of classes, uh, with, with different sound healers, um, all around the globe. Um, tuning forks. I, I have a lot of tuning forks. I work with tuning forks, the different frequencies, you know, uh, placing them on the body and the, and the field, the biofield around the body, all of those things. Um, and even, you know, singing bowls, you know, crystals that resonate sound. I just, it helps me when I meditate. Um, I like feeling, I like feeling the vibrations. I use them to kind of move uh, things through the body. I do the uh, healing. Um, I started doing Reiki, um, so I've done some training with Reiki. So kind of that sort of energy, um, that's kind of like without going too, too long into it, those are kind of the ways that I work with energy. Um, 
so mainly sound, the spiritual energies, and then yes, and then more recently it has definitely evolved um, into other energy, other energetic beings, I will call them. And um, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. So hopefully that answers. It does. And, and your prompts way more questions again, just like you said, there's those little nuances, you know, to all of this, but that's what makes all of this so fun and so intriguing. And you just want to learn more and more. I know I was reading a couple of days ago about how the scientists are starting to pick up on the energies that we talk about with the spirits and the angelic realm and everything. And they talk about how our soul, this is how they have defined it now. Our soul is imaginary energy. And I thought that was very interesting because Mm. it's like they're giving a nod to it without actually committing themselves. Imaginary energy. Okay. I guess it's a start. (laughs) I'm just glad that they're thinking about this. Yeah. Because I mean, more and more, I mean, every day, and you know this from traveling, Mm -hmm. that more and more people are are getting in tune with these energies. And I know you talked about the frequencies. Talk a little bit, since that was kind of the last piece, talk a little bit more about that for our listeners. um, Because I know the energies, depending on their different level, mean different things and can do different things. So Mm -hmm. give us a piece of that. Um. Well, I mean, what I'm always striving for is to sort of work with the higher energies, the higher frequencies, um, the lower, the lower energies, the lower densities. I mean, those are heavier, you know, and those are what we're trying to kind of move away from with sort of the three-dimensional belief, the the heaviness of our, of our physicality and such. Um, so everything I'm doing, I'm trying to raise my vibration. So when I, and you can see, I've got a lot of crystals, I've got crystals all around me. I've got thousands of crystals on either side of me and in every room of my house, um, so I love the crystals for raising vibration, but it's, it's, for me, it's all about raising the vibrations and that that's what helps me. You know, like I said, when I meditate, when I'm doing healing work, um, I'm just always focused on raising those vibrations and it feels better. Like when you, when you have those higher, higher vibrations, those higher frequencies, you feel better. It lifts, it lifts you because you're not in that sort of low vibration, low density, um, realm. And so that's really what I'm focusing on is just, you know, doing what, doing the things that raise your vibration. And I've been talking about, you know, with sound instruments or with Reiki or things like that, but raising your vibration and raising your frequency, it's also your mood, your emotions, you know, like focusing on what brings you joy and happiness and what brings you pleasure. And, you know, it's obviously that's different from everybody, but when we move away from the stresses and the anxiety and, you know, all of those lower vibration things, those are all keeping us down. So when we focus on the joy and the happiness, and as you mentioned travel, that's for me, one of my highest vibration activities and, you know, brings me so much joy, the exploration and the growth and the opportunity to learn new things. So for me, just that activity in and of itself is a huge, like high vibrational activity for me, but, but anybody, anything that you can do that brings you joy, um, happiness, pleasure, sense of satisfaction, you know, all of those things um, are really high vibration activities and really what we should be striving for. Which that's a perfect lead in now to we met in Ireland. Yes. And it was a fabulous trip. Yes. And as we kind of briefly talked there, and we've talked a little bit since then, talk about what you experienced energy wise while we were in Ireland. I had a couple of different experiences. Um, the night before 
we went to the standing stones. That was one of the highlights for me was these, this ancient um, stone circle that we went to. Um, I was woken up in the middle of the night. There was a female spirit that woke me up and she said, she just said, she said my name and I woke up and I, and I have sort of boundaries in place with my guides and such that I'm not to be disturbed when I'm sleeping. I'm not to be touched. I'm not to be startled awake. I'm not supposed to have somebody standing over me. That's one of my boundaries that I don't like that. We have, you know, we have a time and a place to communicate. And um, as soon as I saw her and heard her, I was like, we are not supposed to be talking right now. Why are you here? And she's, she apologized. She told me her name was Moira and that she just, this was the only way that she could kind of get through to me in this, you know, when I was in the sleep state and was able to hear her as I was, you know, still kind of in the sleep state. And she, she just told me that she wanted to kind of give me a heads up about the energy of the stones and that the standing stone location we were going to be, and that just to be open to it, to take it in, not to be closed off, not to be afraid. And she just wanted to tell me that. So it was a very quick, you know, sort of encounter. And I was like, okay, thank you. Can I go back to sleep now? And, and that was kind of it with her. And went back to sleep and just kind of, you know, shook my head and was like, okay, whatever. And then the next day, you know, we went to the stones and um, we we walked out there and I just, I had some of my tuning forks with me. I had actually brought them with me on this trip, you know, mainly to be able to use them at the stones. And I walked into the circle and I, I went into like, right, kind of like where the entrance path was. I was just drawn to walk in there. But before I even walked in there, I stopped and I asked for permission to enter. I just felt like I needed to ask permission to enter, not just barge in, you know, to this space. And immediately I heard this male voice that said, of course, you're welcome. You're welcome here. You're welcome to do your work. And then I could sort of perceive this man over to the side. And he was, he looked kind of like a wizard. You know, he had this long beard and he had like a long, like, I don't know, gown or, you know, some sort of outfit on. And he was, he was outside the circle and I was just like, okay, I'll talk to you more later. You know, I, I was curious about him, but you know, I, he wasn't really saying anything else at that point. And I walked in the circle and I walked over across to the recumbent stone that was laying flat. And I got out my tuning forks and I just felt to start generating vibration. And I just envisioned, I was tapping the, tapping the forks and I was just envisioning sending out the vibrations all within the stones. And I didn't, in the moment, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just went with my intuition. You know what I mean? That I was just told, generate some vibrations. And I did it for a couple minutes. And then I was kind of like, okay, you're hogging the space now. There's other people that want to visit, you know, and I stepped out and I ended up talking to the, the man some more. And he told me, he's like, you're not done yet. You need to go back in there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to give, you know, a couple pe people some time to, to do their thing in the stones. And once people were kind of out and walking around, I went back in there and I did some more uh, vibrations with my tuning forks again until I felt like I was done. And then I walked around to all the stones and I placed my hands on the stones and I just felt, and I'll tell you in the moment, and this, this does happen to me. I don't always get messages. I don't always like know what happened, but I just am trying to be open to the experience and so I went around to all the stones and then that was kind of it for that part of the story um, until I came home. So I don't know if you want me to stop here for any questions or anything, but that was kind of the experience that I had like in that moment of what, and what I was doing and what I was feeling. Right. And, and I know when, when we were there, um, I 
got the feeling or the message, whatever, it might've been my angels telling me mm-hmm. not to go into the stones. It wasn't a negative feeling. It was just mm-hmm. a message that said, don't. And I'm just wondering if it might've been because it was your time to do your work yeah, and who knows what yeah. I might've brought into it mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause yeah, I mean, I specifically felt like I needed to ask permission, you know, like I just, I was like, you need to ask permission. Like that would be the appropriate, you know, thing to do. I had, and I hadn't even picked up on that male spirit yet. Um, I just was like, nope, you need to ask permission. And I asked and I heard the male voice, you know, telling me, of course, you're, you're fine to enter and do your work here. And so I did. And, you know, I just did what I, what I felt I needed to do in there. But like I said, I, in the moment I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going with it intuitively, you know, that I need to generate these vibrations and, that's what I did. And, and then I just exited. I, I just felt when I was done and just exited. And then I didn't, and then I didn't need to go back in there after the second time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so interesting because I mean, as, as, as you talk about this too, I'm thinking yeah. angels telling me not to go in because they were instructing you, guiding mm-hmm. you, you know, what to do yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. You know, it hits so I have to go back for just a second. I'm going to take an offshoot here. But when you're yeah. describing this man, the first thing that popped in my head with the long beard mm-hmm. and the rope stuff was Eddie, our bus driver. <laughs> you know, there, I could see the similarity. I, I never quite saw Eddie in the, um, in the long gown that I was seeing, but the beard appearance. Yeah. Yeah. You've got that right. That's funny. Oh, I'm sorry. My brain works in weird ways sometimes. And maybe that was an angel that did that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Yeah. So no. Now continue on with when you got back home. Yeah. So, well, this is kind of an offshoot of the story that, you know, we haven't really gotten into this part yet. But uh, so let me jump ahead. Let me jump back a little bit in time because I need to kind of give you some background before I go into this part of the story. So I mentioned uh, the spirit work that I do and, you know, the other energy work and such. Well, starting the fall of 2021, I started having some um, new beings that started interacting with me. Um, I, I, as I mentioned, I do a lot of paranormal investigations. I work with a lot of different intuitive people, you know, that are intuitive on all different levels, you know, trans channelers or you know, people that channel different ways or, you know, more empathic or, you know, whatever the situation is. We, I've got a whole group of people I work with. And um, the in the fall, I started working with one of my friends and we were getting um, basically extraterrestrial beings that were coming through to us. And they were talking about their spaceships and they were inviting me by name to go on the, you know, to beam up on their spaceship with them if I wanted to and to go on adventures. And, and that was the first time in my life I'd ever experienced anything like that. And, uh, oh, are we good? All right. Can you still hear me? Cause my screen just popped. I want to make sure that wasn't, do we lose? I can, I can, I can good? still okay. hear that you. Was, that was, that was weird. Yeah. Again. yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were still connected. Um, and, uh, so that was, I saying that was the first time I'd ever had anything like that. And I was like, this is weird. You know, like I've never had any eat. I've never seen a ship. I've never had any contacts. Like, this is not my comfort zone. Like I like the spirits, you know, the human spirits. And so this was just weird. But again, I was curious, you know, like what do these beings want? Is this real? And, and uh, some of the messages were telling me that I needed to have, I needed to build a copper pyramid that I could sit in. And they just kept telling me it was really important. And me being the open person I am and, and open for experimentation, as long as it's not, you know, likely to end my life, 
uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I ended up finding some sellers, you know, that, that make copper pyramids that are large enough to sit in or meditate in. And I got one and I set it up and I started sitting in it. And um, I started having visitations while I was in meditation from all sorts of different beings. I, that's, I, I mentioned I've had some, some angels that have come through, Mother Mary, um, all sorts of different extraterrestrial beings, some that looked, cra- that looked crazy, you know, some of them that looked more human. And just doing like these little meets and greets. And some of them tell me where they're from. Some of them give me names. Some of them are clearly part of a collective. Um, but I just hear them. I just hear them talking to me and I just have a conversation with them. And um, so this was going on for a few months and um, and then jump ahead to March of 2022, um, series of synchronicity events. And I met a lady, um, I'd actually met her pre- the previous year, but she started, uh, she investigated with me. She'd never investigated before. She'd never done mediumship. She thought it was so amazing. She enrolled in a year-long mentorship to do uh, channeling and mediumship and everything and found out that she's this amazing trance channeler. And I had never really worked with a trance channeler before. And are you, do, you, do you want me to explain that at all? Or do you are you familiar with that? Please. So what a trance channeler does is they step aside. They essentially step aside out of the ego, out of their thinking mind and allow other beings to come into them and use their voice, use their ears, you know, use their eyes, whatever the physicality that, they, that these beings want to communicate. And so, you know, she might channel human spirits and, you, you know, you'll hear her voice change. She'll channel different light beings and she's very, you can just tell the energy going through her is this high vibrational energy and she's, you know, bubbly and, and uh, very animated and, uh, but yeah, she channels all these different different beings. And so she reached out to me and asked if um, she could read for me. And that she explained she was doing this class. And I, of course, you know, I'm used to needing um, victims, as we call them, you know, people to sit for you to do mediumship readings or whatever, because I, I have to do those practice sessions myself, my classes. So I sat with her and I was expecting maybe my grandma, my dad, you know, one of my loved ones to come through with these messages and all of a sudden she started speaking and I was like, oh my gosh, these are extraterrestrial beings that are speaking through her. And I was like, I need to record this. And as soon as I thought that, the session dropped. We literally lost connectivity. I went and grabbed a recorder. We got back on the phone or on our meeting, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was like, I didn't want to scare her because she didn't tell me she could do anything like that, you know? And so I'm kind of play it cool. I was like, um, do you mind if we just recorded this session? You know, I just feel like maybe there's some information I'm going to want to listen to again. She's no, no problem. Absolutely. So we started up again and they came through immediately again. And I, again, I was getting strong vibes that they were not human. These were not human beings that were speaking to us. And I asked, I said, are you of this earth? They said, no, we are not, we are not of your earth. We've, we've, we're just passing through your time space continuum, but we've never had a human existence. It's like, okay, this is very interesting. And so the point of that is that I've been working with them for over a year now. Um, So it was a year in March. I've done probably 30 channeling sessions with Taylor that uh, we just, we get on a meeting and she channels and I ask them questions. They ask me questions and we've like built this friendship. Like we call each other friends. 
Um, so I, which I know probably sounds crazy to some people, but you know, it's like, if they, I talk to them more than I talk to some of my human friends, you know, that are in my life. So we've just, you know, built this friendship and we are helping each other. I'm helping them learn about humans and, uh, you know, what that means. And, uh, and then they answer questions for me, like what I'm going through energetically, or, you know, maybe something in a class or whatever the case may be. Um, so we're really, it's a really like a collaboration. And, um, so I had to give you all that background because when I got home from Ireland, I did a session with my friend and I wanted to ask them what happened in Ireland. I wanted to ask them about the man that I saw and I wanted to ask them, what was I doing, you know, in the stones? And, uh, I should have like reread this section in my notes, uh, because I, I do have it all documented, but I'll do the best I can to recall. Um, first of all, they said the man was a guardian of the land there. Um, so that's why he was there to greet me and to meet me and to allow me to be in that space. Um, so they said that was his role there and that he was very connected and tied to that, to that land, to that space there. And then when I asked them what I was actually doing, they said they had, apparently my higher self (laughs) was doing, was doing things in that space. And they, you know, they, they did the best they could to explain it to me. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Apparently my higher self was doing some energetic work, you know, in that, in that space connected to that, that area of land and uh, part of the world. But they were, but they said also that I was communicating with each of the stones themselves and that the stones were in turn speaking to me in the way that they were able to communicate with me and that, that we were passing messages back and forth. I'm like, well, I didn't hear any little stone voices, um, you know, answering me or saying hello or anything like that. So I don't know what they were saying. I don't know what I was saying to them, but I thought that was, I thought that was quite, you know, quite interesting. Gave me something to think about that, you know, something like that was possible. Very much so. And uh, as magical, and I don't know if that's even the right word to use, but Ireland, I mean, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. Ireland is truly a magical place when it comes to energies. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just, it, I, that was the second time that I was in Ireland and it, it okay. just blew my mind again. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, honestly, everywhere, yeah. everywhere that I travel, I have energetic connections, you know, like I'm always drawn to the ancient places, the ancient sites, the archaeological sites. And it's amazing how I've, I'm able to go to all these places because like, I, I can't tell you how many times it, I I didn't even know about a place and I'll get to know this country and somebody's like, oh, you have to go here. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go there and I'm able to work it out. It always happens. If I put my intention that I need to go here or that I feel like I'm drawn, guess who goes there? I It happens. It happens like usually pretty smoothly. So I, you know, I tend to um, be definitely drawn, especially to the ancient sites. And I've had some different messages, both in some Akashic readings that I've had done um, and with some of the beings that I've worked with, that they tell me that that's one of my purposes um, in this life is to go to these particular uh, places around the world. And that, so kind of twofold, I'm sort of reinforcing the higher vibrations of these areas. Like I'm bringing my, my vibrations and, and bring it to these areas to help reinforce the, these, these ancient areas. They've also told me that um, me going to these places that it's generally because I've had a past life or m- multiple past lives there and that it's helping my body and my higher self remember these connections. And that it's helping me regain ancient knowledge and wisdom and gifts 
when I'm going to these places, it's almost like a little, like, you know, give me a little zap, like, okay, you're going to remember this now, or you're going to, you know, you, you're, you're now remembering this vibration of this um, place, which is tied to an ancient life. And now it's time for you to reclaim something or remember something. So that's very, everywhere I travel, it's always, it's, it's just kind of par for the course now that I'm going to have some energetic, interesting things happen. So yeah, but I, I enjoy it. Well, you know, and they say that, you know, our soul will keep returning mm -hmm. until it finally gets to that. For me, it's the seventh yes. dimension, the seventh realm. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it's like it has learned everything that it possibly can. And of course, every yep. time it comes back, the subconscious is trying to remember from previous ones. And so that sounds exactly like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah It'd be absolutely. interesting to see how many past lives you've had and who you were. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I just, I know a few lives. I, like I said, I've worked in some of my Akashic records and I have had some glimpses. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know a ton about many lives, but I've seen, you know, I've seen little, little glimpses of things. Um, I actually just did not even two weeks ago. I did a, um, hypnosis regression and we actually went back to, we wanted to, this particular lady that I work with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, she works with a lot of, um, uh, ET contacted people or your UFOs or people that have missing time or memories, you know, that are not there or uh, trauma, frankly, traumas. You know, she works with MUFON, the mutual UFO network. So she's kind of like their hypnosis person whenever, you know, somebody's got something going on. And so she'll do a session with them and try to uncover, you know, whatever they can to get answers. And I, I talked, I've talked to her for more than a year now. And I was like, you know, I don't know if, if, if this is for me, because like, I don't have physical experiences. I've never even really seen like a legit spacecraft or, you know what I mean? Like I don't have little green men showing up next to my bed or, you know, teleporting me out and beaming me up to the ship. Like I don't have these experiences that I'm missing time. I don't have traumas. And, but I told her what I do have, you know, the experiences I do have. And she's like, we should do a session. And so I finally, I finally did a session with her a couple weeks ago. And yes, I went to, she, she wanted to kind of explore some of my early connections with the extraterrestrials to understand where that came from. And I went to a past life in Egypt and I know, I've, I know I've had multiple past lives there for sure. I mean, that I feel very strongly about and probably why I became activated with the mediumship and psychic abilities and such, you know, when I went there. Um, but yeah, it was, it, we, we definitely explored that life and, and I was seeing some of the beings that I was working with and I got some really good information, sort of what my role was, what I was doing, what we were doing. Um, and then we kind of jumped forward to the current time and she was asking me sort of what my role is now. Like, what, what am I, what, what is my role with the galactic community? What am I supposed to be doing? What do they want me to do? What is my next steps? You know, all those types of things. Um, so it's interesting. It's definitely interesting, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's one of the most, that's one of the, the most, the past lives that I've had the most information about. I've actually seen that life twice now. So I do think it was a pretty significant life for me. Yeah. I would say that's a definite affirmation of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we could talk about a lot of things here. Mm -hmm. um, I try to keep the podcast a little bit limited on time and we'll just sure. I'll bring you back on and we'll talk more things. But yeah. before I let you go, yeah. I know that you've had some angel experiences. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we got to make sure we get those yeah. in. Get the given your vast background anyway, <laughs> right. it's yeah even more fascinating to me to hear. Yeah. 
Well, I know. And, you, and I know that your focus is around angels. And my first thing to you is like, well, you know, I don't have a ton of experience with angels. Are you sure this is a good fit? You know, but I'm always open to it. So the, the, the couple of experiences I've had, it just really started when I was meditating in my copper pyramid, when I was having all the visitations of beings come through, I had, um, and I see them intuitively. I mean, any, any of the beings that come to me, whether they're ET or, you know, whatever they are, I just, I see them in my mind's eye. Like it's almost like nobody was there. And then all of a sudden somebody pops in and I can see them with sort of different degrees of clarity. So this being popped in the first time it happened, this being kept popped in and I was just getting the impression of like wings and some like colors and just light. And I was like, well, this is a little strange. This kind of feels like an angel. That's never happened before. And then I just started hearing this voice and I was like, may I ask who you are? And, and then I, I didn't hear a voice. I felt the answer that it was Raphael. And I was like, is this happening? Like, is this real? You know? (laughs) And, uh, and it was just a short conversation. He was just kind of talking about something that some of the other beings had, had talked to me about just kind of on my life path of thing. It was a very short visit. And then he popped out and then there was, I had a session with one of my friends that, that does some of the channeling. And there was a comment about that Michael was going to come down and talk to me. And I'm like, no, he didn't say angel or didn't say archangel. It just said Michael. But I immediately went to like, well, who else are they going to name drop? You know, like who else are they going to name drop? And so then like a week later I was meditating and the same thing. I was had this impression of like wings and colors and light but I couldn't see anything distinctly. And then I just felt, oh, this is Michael. And I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) You know, and this was a longer conversation, but it was sort of just validating a number of things that I've been sort of wondering about. And it was just a lot of like reassurances and, you know, everything's going to be fine. You're doing what you're supposed to. You're on your right path. You know, you're supported. And it was just kind of like messages like that. And then he popped out. Um, So those were the two that I've seen in meditation. And then more recently, I have been having more angel synchronicities. We actually, when I was working with my trance channeling friend, um, we had the angelic realm that popped in and they were just kind of aware of what we were doing. They were in support of us, you know, trying to help the the spirits at this location we were. And they were trying to raise the vibration a little bit because there was a, I think there was an earthbound spirit who was very, my friend was feeling, actually feeling like physical sensations. He was just very, like a lot of density and, um, so they just kind of brought in and lightened the mood. And then I became, I started really getting curious about, you know, I haven't really worked with the angels too much. And I started having all these angel synchronicities, which maybe we can save that for another time. Um, and I had another Akashic reading out of the blue and it was all about angels, about the angel messages. And sort of the next chapter for me is to be working with the angelic energies and, um, you know, 444, they're like, you need to look up the meaning of 444 because that's important for you. And they wanted me to start working with um, angel oracle cards, which this is part of my synchronicity store. I actually had a deck that I've never worked with and I had just pulled it up the next, the previous day. And it was, I'm literally in this reading and I had it sitting next to me. Um, I was like, so I've been kind of working with the cards and uh, just, yeah. So it's, it's getting, it's getting more. So I probably will have some more stories and we'll, you know, we'll see kind of see where this goes, but, um, but yeah, it seems like the angel, the angel, angel energies are more around me now and I'm more aware of them. So I'm very curious to see where it goes. When you watch this podcast, right as you kind of were finishing up above you, it just, 
you've got angels right above you oh, right really? now because it That's just amazing. is glowing. Wow. Oh my gosh. Because I know amazing. you had the sea like light on, but it just, it, yeah. okay, now it's starting to dim a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, and I obviously haven't moved anything or changed any lighting or, <laughs> yeah, so that's amazing. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that, I, I hope it picked up on the camera because see, mm -hmm. sitting here, I see it and I'm just like, okay. oh my gosh. Very cool. And that's a great way to kind of say until next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, but no, thank you, Michelle, so much. Yeah. This has been great. And I, I mean, I am so excited now to hear, you know, how, how the angel energy and synchronicity mm -hmm. piece, you know, comes along yes. for you. Yep. So we definitely will save that conversation for another day because you're going to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. Between the, the, my extraterrestrial friends and the spirits and now the angels, like I'm not going to have any time for travel. So. Oh, you will. <laughs> You will I find will. a way. I'll, I'll fit it in. I'll fit it in. It'll happen. I'm not giving up my passion. So it'll no. happen. No. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's chaplainjody.me. And on Facebook at Survivor Angels Chaplain Jody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.